Okay, so mom was lip syncing there. <laughs> what did yeah. you think of that? I don't know. It's kind of kind of weird. Let's welcome everyone. Welcome to the Goldberg's Rewind podcast. This is where. What do we do on this podcast, Kyle? We go back to every episode, starting with the first one, and we like talk about what we liked, what we like didn't like, what we thought was funny, and like we just like talked about it. And but, and this is a big but, not like Sir Mixalot's big but. <laughs> This is a big but. We're different. We're not like everybody else, right? And I think mom will tell us why. We are different because we are doing this as a family. We are watching it as a family. We are going to talk about it together after as a family. And then we are going to share with everybody our thoughts on the show as a family. So we're a family from the 2020s watching a family from the 1980s. Well, that's it's a 40-year difference. That's quite a difference. No? Yeah. All right. How about we introduce ourselves? I'm Kyle Sullivan. All right, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna throw to you, but I, you could go first. You're Kyle. Hi, my name is Kyle Sullivan. Okay. Uh. And tell us how how old are you, Kyle Sullivan? I am 11 years old. You are, and 11 year olds talk right into the mic, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can call me John. I'm going by John here. Okay. I'm super excited about this because I am a child of the 80s, so all of this kind of speaks to me. And I will say the same thing. My name is Karen, and I also am a child of the 80s, and so I loved this show ever since I saw the promos for it. We're going to get into the pilot episode, but real quick, why just overall are you a fan of the Goldbergs? I know you are, but why? I like the Goldbergs because it's like, it's a funny show, and, well, it's, they're like, not like a, this, a, regular family no they're not even close no. we're gonna learn that here in a pilot episode yeah. all right uh mom how about you tell us what's this pilot episode about all right the pilot episode is titled the circle of driving and it aired on september 24th of 2013 and i believe according to wikipedia that this was so it's got to be true well in some ways uh, all right it, sorry what? From what we believe, it is the highest rated episode ever for the show at over 8.9 million viewers. That's and a lot. That is a lot, right? Yeah. If I had a dime for each viewer, I can't do that math. You'd have basically 8 million times 10. You got to speak right into that mic, so otherwise it won't pick you up. 80 million, probably? No, but I'd take it. Uh, a fun fact about this episode, it actually aired on Hulu and ABC.com before it even premiered. Right? That's ironic, given that it's a show about the 80s. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? You don't care. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this show. Um, the opening started with some classic scenes from such shows as Karate Kid. Yes. Miami Vice. Yeah. Alf, Back to the Future. Right there, they got me. Back Being to again, the Future. Back to the Future, right? You put Gordon Shumway, Daniel LaRusso, and uh, Martin McFly together. I'm in. And for me... There's so much music throughout the episodes. That's what hooks me, is going back to the 80s. I hear the music. I close my eyes. And as you guys know, I probably sing along. Duh. Kyle, do you know who Gordon Shumway is? No. Does your mother know who Gordon Shumway is? I only know it has to do something with Alf because Dad still continues to talk about it. But for me, my favorite show in the 80s was, do you remember, I know. Kyle? Mm, no. Little House on the Prairie. Well, close. I really did love Little House on the Prairie, but my absolute favorite show was Silver Spoons because I thought Ricky Schroeder was so cute. 
not sure you're allowed to like Ricky Schroeder anymore. Just saying. Um, so Gordon Shumway's Alf, Daniel LaRusso. You know what he's from. I do. Come on, into the mic, dude. You were just saying wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh, he's from the Karate Kid. Okay, Marty McFly. Uh, into duh. the mic, dude. That's easy. Um, <laughs> back to the Future. All right, this is one Mom might not get. Crockett and Tubbs. Don't know. Don't know. Oh, Miami Vice. Oh, I didn't really watch Miami Vice. I mean, Don Johnson <sighs> was so cool, well, and Mr. I mean, T. If you had the other three, and that was the only one left. Probably, kind of, you could get a good talk right into the you mic. could get uh, this isn't that good, hard. Uh, feeling that it's actual. All right, let's talk about the uh, characters on the Goldbergs. We start off with uh, kind of like introductions of each character. The first was Murray, right? Murray oh. walks in, takes his pants off, takes his pants off, and calls the TV. Do you, you know, know what yeah. calling the TV means? Nobody can come. Nobody can come and watch in that TV while he's there. Wow. Good for you. Dad and I were talking about that. We didn't think you would know what that meant because in our house, no one needs to call the TV. In fact, no one would because your generation may not even want to watch on TV, right? Yeah. Dynamite drop-in right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we probably have 12 screens in this house. Uh, The Goldbergs probably have. Just about. Yeah, two. If even. If even. How many did you have, Mom? I I mean, when I was younger, in the family room, we had a TV set. Um, maybe two. Maybe my parents had one. Speaking of your parents, did your dad come in and drop his pants? Never. And, and call the TV? Can you imagine Grandpa Rich? No. Dropping his pants? Never. Just calling the TV? Never. Well, I'm happy to say mine didn't either. Um, then we see Erica, and Erica's crimping her hair and yelling at Adam. Well, I, well, I feel like that's what most older sisters would do because they just want to be left alone and hang out with their f- friends. I will tell you as an older sister, and what I loved about that like moment is that Erica was talking on the phone on a cord phone, wrapping it around her. And I did that all the time. Is I would talk on the phone, I would pace, and I would wrap the cord around me. So I had to laugh at that. I'm thinking mom was a hair crimper herself. Maybe. She had a lot of hairstyles. I did. But I'll tell you, crimping wasn't one of my favorites. I'm sure I tried it, but that wasn't my thing. No. no. That would look awful on you. No offense. Well, I love to say that my favorite hairdo, and I say that jokingly, was around the time a Little Orphan Annie came out. And so I had thick hair, I got it cut in a bowl, and I Ugh. got a perm. Ugh. And so my hair was out to here. It was not my <laughs> finest. I wasn't a crimper nor a permer, but I definitely had one of those um, Nicholas on Eight is Enough haircuts, those oh, bowl haircuts. we've seen that, Kyle. I yes. had that it's like straight through 1981, I think. I was rocking it. Where are you going, Kyle? Nowhere. All right. You're just trying to You're get just comfortable? You're just getting comfy? <laughs> comfortable by the mic. In the studio? Classy studio we have here? All right, then we see Barry. Um, Barry's playing Simon. Do you know what Simon is? I know what Simon is. I, well, hold on a second. I shouldn't say he was playing Simon. He was yelling at Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the uh, Adam Goldberg, uh, Patton Oswalt, the voiceover, said he was a, what do you call him? An overreactor? Yeah. <laughs> he was overreacting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Barry was trying to play Simon and beat a level. And so he got it wrong. Like, And then 
he yelled at Simon for lying, which he would say because he got it something wrong, and he doesn't really like to <laughs> get stuff wrong. You know who else definitely loved Simon? Your mother and your Aunt Nancy, right? Your sister played that game? Yeah, I can see the Aunt Nancy doing it more than What year was I, she born? She was born in 1977. So we, I think we had Simon. My neighbors, for sure, the Gorlicks, they had Simon. Everybody kind of had Simon or played it. Or knew of it. Or knew of it, right. Uh, not for me. I was a Pac-Man dude. And Frogger. Well, Frogger for sure. I loved Frogger too, but we did not have Atari. We had a Commodore 64 computer. And Losers. my favorite, <laughs> my favorite was Qbert. Aunt Nancy and I used to play Qbert against each other all the time. That was some dorky stuff. <laughs> I would like push to the left on Qbert and he would go right every time. No, Like he didn't like me. Oh, that's because you just didn't know how to work the joystick well. And then push to the right so it will go left. Well, that's some heavy Act- reverse psychology. I didn't know when I was eight. I would have. Um, yeah, duh. All right, then we have Beverly. Beverly's doing some sort of jazzercising or whatever that was. And that, Weirdo dancing. No, Weirdo. no, 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 no. That made me smile. It felt like I was in my element watching her because so many of me and my friends, we would do Jane Fonda. Now, people may not know if they don't even know who Jane Fonda is. Jane Fonda used to have all these. I mean, she's a well, highly acclimated actress and activist, but she had her own set of videos and she wrote a book all about exercising and wellness back in the 80s. And so when I saw Beverly, it wasn't just the 1980s leotard tights and leg warmers. That was yesteryear's yoga attire. It was the fact that the moves she was doing, the moves that she was doing was something that we used to do. That outfit, I, I think it's the equivalent of today's yoga pants. Yeah, I would say. Except yeah. I don't think you'd see people walking around town in that outfit. Like today you see people in church and grocery stores and school in yoga pants. Well, I don't think back then it was really appropriate. Like you just didn't wear exercise clothes out. Right. No. No, no you remember in the 80s? No. 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 <laughs> All right, from there we get back to the voiceover guy, Pat and Oswald. And this is what I found really interesting. Um, he names the date, September, I know it aired the 24th, I believe, but he says September 3rd, and he didn't say 1980-something. And I think that's the only time, or one of the only times they didn't say 1980-something. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be interesting as we continue to watch now that we have seen all the episodes so we know where it goes. And that is something that's become really endearing to me because I love the fact that it can be somewhat timeless in the decade because it was 1980-something. And, yeah. and, well, they did give some clues that if you watch the whole season, it, like, you'll be able, like, somehow you'll be able to find out what actual year it is, but they don't, but they just, just say 1980-something because it's just. I think they do it just to mix in, like, hey, we can have four things about, one about 1982, one about 1988, and one about 1983, all in the same episode. Like, they don't have to worry too much. Yeah. They don't have to go chronological. They don't, after, after they talked about WrestleMania 1, worry about WrestleMania 5. Yeah. Right? And they could say, if they were to do WrestleMania 5, they could do WrestleMania 5, then WrestleMania 1, and they still wouldn't, and you wouldn't, like, be able to know. Right. And then they would talk in the mic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a tough one to post-edit, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I think we got to get you a new mic. Um, another thing I found jarring was uh, Beverly's eye makeup. Right? Did uh, it seem like it was too much? A little. I didn't notice it as much as you did. I 
believe her hairstyle changes after a few episodes. It was 80s looking, but not as bad as it's become. Like they've really built that up in, in yeah. further episodes out. I don't know. I felt like her um, eye makeup was like making the show. I feared the show was going to be too gimmicky at that point, just because it was such a caricature of the 80s. Right, her, it was everywhere. Yeah, I would say, I remember when we first watched the show, people were telling us how great it was if you were a kid of the 80s to watch it. The very first show, I didn't love the characters. Until a few shows in, I realized how they were developing the characters. And now I've grown to love, I appreciate all of them. And so maybe back when I first saw it, I would have been taken aback by it. But uh, now I'm not. So much. I think it's fun to look back and see how drastically different things were. So moving forward a bit, we now see Barry. Um, he's opening his birthday gifts. Barry seems to have slimmed down recently versus this. He had like his uh, little baby fat going, yes. right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, no, you didn't notice? Anyway, Bev gives him a locket. Classic Bev, right? Yeah. And well, because it's his 16th birthday, he's like, oh, keys. Because he... She shake the present because, like, that's what everybody does. Right. Yeah. And he heard it jingling, and he thought it would be keys on, like, a keychain. And so he got so excited, and then he got a locket with a picture of his mom inside. <laughs> and then Did he flipped out. That? And then he flipped out, and uh, his mom threatened him to throw it out. And he was like, okay, do it. I don't care. <laughs> My favorite part was he flipped out. They're all having a big war, and Bernie's like, he couldn't care less. He was just reading the newspaper, and he was like, and and Barry was like to to Murray, like talk some sense into her, and he was like, eh, just do whatever your mother says. <laughs> he didn't he didn't even know, and and then like further in the episode, he was saying how, and then he was saying Barry was asking him, like why does he agree now but not before the episode, and he was like, oh, I wasn't even listening. Well, and we see that to be consistent through further episodes, that that's kind Definitely. of the relationship that they have. So uh, getting back to the gifts, Murray got Barry an REO Speedwagon cassette, which I'm sure mom loved because she loves that kind of music. Yeah, but Barry was more like a rap. Like he loved, he liked the rap. That's like what he, yeah. he liked to Do you remember to. which guy he wanted to listen to? No. No? Began with an F. Don't Two Fs. I think he... Flav. He called him... Flavor Flav, I think. But I think it's Flavor Flav. <laughs> Do you know what a cassette is? Is it like... Into the mic, dude. <laughs> Holy cow. Is it a ton of like songs? Now, yeah, have can you, you seen put your mouth near the microphone? <laughs> have you seen a cassette tape? No. We'll have to uh, show you. We'll have to show you. You've never seen... Okay. Uh, so, I don't know why we'd have a cassette tape, though, in the last 11 years. Yeah, but back in the day, if we wanted music, don't do that. We had to um, go to Sam Goody like Murray did mm -hmm. and hope it was there. Yeah. Sometimes it wasn't. I don't know. I remember my first time, my first cassette. Well, first, what was your first cassette? I think it was Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> Kyle, do you know who Olivia Newton-John is? No. Good. No. Oh, <laughs> I thought she was so cool. Physical. Is that Olivia <laughs> yeah, Newton-John? Yeah, you want to get, get physical. physical. Well, there Let's goes both physical. listeners we had after that. <laughs> Uh, guess what my first cassette was? Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers? Close. Close. Mine was, uh, I had Eddie and the Cruisers on uh, record album. So that was before cassettes. 
Oh, so like. Uh, wore it out. So I had to get it again. <laughs> uh, but my first one, it was behind the counter. And I had to ask the guy at Sam Goody to get it to me. It was uh, Cheech and Chong. How old were you? I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine, 10, 11. I don't know. But granddad wouldn't let me get it. Because he knew better. Cheech and Chong were not good. Uh, I think it was ended up being like the Beach Boys or something. I don't know. Uh, and of course, Pops ends up giving Barry a car. Well, tries to. Tries to, right. And what I love about this is uh, Erica's not excited because she didn't get a car. But, and she has a license. And she has a license. But I Pop know, rationalizes it. I know, but and I didn't get that. I, I don't think the show was trying to be sexist by any means. But on the same note, was it trying to show to us that... Barry was seemingly more responsible than Erica. No, I, I think it's a dude who was born in probably the 20s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe even the 10s. Yeah. And that's how he was brought up. Well, the well he did say that Erica would get rides from so many other people that Barry wouldn't. wouldn't. Right. And so you're right. That was his rationalization. Uh, and like you said, Kyle, Bev um, or Pops tries to give Barry a car and Bev won't have it. And so he tossed the keys to him, well, hoping Barry would catch it so he yeah. could then drive the car. And Beverly, Into the microphone. And then Beverly, Holy. she, like, I'm jumped, getting shirts made. Into the microphone. in front, and she snatches the keys. And this is the first time we see Barry do his now famous Barry run. Yeah. The hands behind the back. The hands behind the back and kind of like a wiggle run. When you say he's like an animal, it almost looks very animalistic, right? Do you think the real Barry runs like that? Definitely not. It was probably, it was probably, well, I don't know, but it was probably just for like uh, humor. And right. Humor. But wait, he couldn't, like, there has to be some truth to it. Well, he probably ran like different, weird, and strange. Maybe. Or maybe it was just, yeah, we don't know. That would be interesting to find out about that. You mentioned something, Kyle, that we watched the other day. That was it was in this scene that there was something different. Do you want to tell our listeners what that was? The front of the house looked like the front of the house and like the landscaping looked. It was really different, different, right? Yeah, it's totally and across different. the street. Yeah, well, right. they were different neighbors, so they might have had something, and then then the other future neighbors would have. Right, right, and I think I found the interior to be a little different as well. A little different, like, like the shelving. Yeah, the shelving and like the wallpaper. Yeah, and some of the walls were different. Yeah, yeah. So um, from there, we head over to the diner. We see Pops take Adam um, in an attempt to pick up the Waffle Girl, Zoe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was the part where it's definitely still PG, but I kind of felt a little bit like, you know, you weren't really, you don't need to talk about picking up girls yet. And that's putting it nicely. They said some pretty not age-appropriate stuff, I thought. I felt uncomfortable watching with Kyle, an 11-year-old. What'd you think? I didn't really, like, pick that stuff up. Really. Yeah, it uh, wasn't bad. It really, was, it really wasn't bad at all. I think we just, uh, we're not there Adam yet. Was trying to. I'm begging you, kid, to talk into the <laughs> microphone. Adam was trying to, because he sort of liked that, oh, like that girl. Jeez. All right, I'm not going to ask <laughs> Kyle any questions. Okay. Uh, and you're not going to play PlayStation either. I know. Or Qbert, for that matter. All right, so Adam's pickup line was, do you remember either? I remember um, what it was. Do you remember what he said? Operation Waffle Girl? No, no. He said, sup, girl. Oh. Mm. Sup, girl. And then Adam, um, I think she called him Alan. 
at that point. Yeah, and then he was like, then when she walked away, he want he didn't want to make her feel that like she did something wrong. So she was like, he was like, starting now, I'm going by Alan. <laughs> well, he was excited. She got it even remotely close. Yeah. Starts doing a Star Wars dance. Yeah. Remember that? Well, not really a dance. He was like playing with a lightsaber. Like a lightsaber, a fake right? One. Right. And then Pop says the line of the night. You're not making this easy, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he kind of wasn't. Looking back, I can safely say my grandfather never took me out to pick up girls. Can you imagine granddad taking you out? You have a crush on a girl, and you and granddad go into a place to find where she is? I definitely wouldn't see granddad doing that, but I could see him, like, taking me out somewhere, like, to a diner. Oh, yeah. But definitely not to, like. Pick up girls? Yeah. No? Did uh, your grandfather take you out to meet boys? Oh, no. No? But my grandma Seal was always asking me about who my boy crushes might have been. Well, when Adam, when he went with his grandfather, like, his grandfather, like, they live, he lives with them. They're basically, he's basically with them every single moment of the day. So he's kind of like. And he's like Adam's best friend, so like right. yeah. At that point, like, though, Kyle, at that point, he was not living with them. However, to your point is very valid that they're trying to develop the characters here and show us as the viewers the relationship that Pops has a very special relationship with Adam. And I definitely know that some of my friends they they'd go out together to try to find a girl that they would want. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think so. No, don't name names, but I got a few in the back of my mind. Don't name names. I know. Don't pick now to talk into the mic. <laughs> Please. I know. Moving on. We get to the part where Pops has uh, a bit of an episode, I would say, of sorts. And he runs into a, a restaurant with his car. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <And> then, <laughs> <that> time, <laughs> Oof. And I, then he asks if anyone wanted chicken nuggets. <laughs> I forgot about that. I can totally relate to this, because, or you should be able to relate to this, Kyle. Because it's your grandmother, Grammy, mm-hmm. who would do the same thing. Definitely. Right? Grammy has, on more than one occasion, gotten out of her car while it was still on and still in drive. It hit buildings. <laughs> and, she wonders it? What, and she wonders why we don't let her drive you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And we're safe because there's no way she's listening to this. <laughs> what do you think? Unless we ask her to. And she, she still wouldn't she... know how. She's, she's on her first generation iPod that she hasn't even figured out. <laughs> Do you know what an iPod is? Uh, sort of. See? I used to have one in kindergarten. Yeah. And kindergartners don't have to work that. I think the other thing that I noticed with this scene is, you know, they when Pops hits the fast food restaurant, obviously, you know, they get taken to jail and we see <laughs> the police officer. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and almost a- a- anything that has to do with the police or anything that has to do with anything pretty much. Like with law, the law with the law is he him. I'm gonna glue the microphone <laughs> to your mouth. I should get you a headset microphone. What's that? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. But yes, so you're right, Kyle. The that he is in many episodes, which you think that he is. You know, he's such a small role, but it was kind of nice after. Yeah, and like he does, he does it a lot. Uh, he does it a lot it's like you're a child well i kind of am this is the uh also the first time we see them censor the words the swear words where bev says like 
Yeah, yeah, and it has like kind of pixelated. Yeah, and then it makes like a beeping sound. So right, right. She says, sort of like bleeping it out. She wants the officer to remember her face because it's gonna haunt his beeping face. Mm-hmm. What? Where do you think? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. This is a PG podcast. Yep. What do you think of them doing that, Mom? First, what? The, Just that that the bleeping. Yeah. Um. You know, again, I think they're trying to develop the characters and they're trying to show that they are very over the top in how they communicate. And that yelling, didn't we, I think we talked about this before, is that yelling kind of was their language of love. Right. And so her swearing, again, like maybe Murray yells and as we'll know, throughout many seasons, he talks about the kids as, right? Say it in the microphone. You're a, you're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. That's what he always says. And in many ways, he's just saying he loves you, moron. But for me, moron is easy. It's a, it's a safe word. Um, it's a term of endearment. It's not a swear. It just seems gimmicky. For a show that's so good. I know I'm in the minority. A show that's so good, it doesn't need that kind of almost vulgar but gimmick. that just But that just makes it like everything. Like, this just makes it more funny. Because, like, he just keeps, he just. Oh, like whenever someone talks to him, it's like you're a moron. Go see your mom. Ask your mom. <laughs> right. I but I, th- I hear your point that Beverly doesn't necessarily need to swear, but I think they're trying to develop the fact that she is, while she is a smothering mother and always in their face, she's also really harsh and rough around the edges. Right. And so it makes her really her character kind of dynamic. All right, so we fast forward a little bit, and Murray is teaching uh, Barry to drive, which, again, we get cops involved. The same one. Was it the same one? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) For a nice family from Jankintown, they sure do run into the police quite a bit. Yeah. What's up with that? Barry driving, like, three miles per hour. Yeah. Do you think the real Goldbergs run into the police as much? No, I don't. Not as much. Well, they took some liberties. As I went back and read after we after we've been watching a few seasons about how you know Erica is actually his brother Eric, and so they definitely took some liberties in writing the script. And I don't think that they got in that much trouble. Maybe oh, some nineteen yeah. eighties kids trouble, right? Because one's successful in Hollywood, the other's a doctor. Yes. someone else. I'm sure Eric is probably doing something big, right? Yeah, I don't think they got into too much trouble, but maybe we'll ask Adam F. Goldberg himself. We are Twitter Twitter buddies now, me and, me and Adam. <gasps> Look at that face. This isn't a video podcast. Your face just lit up. There it goes again. <laughs> yeah, so um, what you guys don't know is this morning on the train, I started a Twitter account, at Goldberg's Rewind. Nice. Please follow us, at Goldberg's Rewind. I repeat, at Goldberg's Rewind. Thank you, sir. Uh, first tweet we sent out, um, was about the Goldbergs' 150th episode, and um, Adam F. Goldberg liked it. He did? Wow. Hit like. And then uh, I left out. I wanted another, added a little something to it, and then I deleted it. So I deleted the one he liked, and I added the word. And I'm like, ah, oh, why did I do that? Anyway, at Goldberg's Rewind. At, what is it, Kyle? At Goldberg's Rewind. And what should repeat, people do if they at like? Goldberg's Rewind they like this podcast what should they do follow it should they rate it definitely should they review it definitely should they subscribe to it definitely i love it now back to the circle of driving kyle 
you will be driving possibly in five years. So tell us, who do you want to teach you how to drive, dad or me? Mom. Do you want to be a good, let's just start. Do you want to be a good driver or a bad driver? Before, before, why did you say mom should teach you how to drive? (laughs) Because you don't yell on the road as much. All right. I love it. I was born to be a driver's ed teacher. Maybe dad for some half, maybe half of dad and half. Yeah. What? How? How? Maybe you're both in the car and you're both in the back seat. And we're both in the back seat. That's not how it works. I think someone has to be in the front seat. But anyway, see, I am so happy that you are learning from me that you do not need to be filled with anger. Do we have a boo button here? So with all the honking I do at other people who miss stop signs and red lights, don't you think I would be a better driver? Yes, but you don't do it in a pleasant manner. And those people don't even know. We go through this time and time again. They don't know you're trying you to teach that. them a lesson. You don't know that. They might drive away from that instance saying, wow, I am a bad driver. I have to get better. I, I might be saving people's lives. I doubt it. You don't know. You don't know. Anybody but Grammy, right? Driver teacher? Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the restaurant. Uh, Adam and Pops are there for, as you mentioned, Kyle, Operation Waffle Girl. That doesn't go well. Definitely not. Doesn't go well. Bev intervenes, puts a stop to it. Says he's too young to be playing, uh, to be hitting on girls. He should be playing with toy robots. <laughs> toy robots. And he's like 11, 12 years old. Right, right. And then Adam says something that he's like an adult. He can make his own decisions. And if he wants to date any girls, he can. And then Waffle Girl was, or Zoe, was walking up to the table and she heard it all, and then she walked away, and then Adam, like, ran away. Ran away. Do you remember? This is when he said, he being Adam, I'm taking you out of my will. And yeah. then what did you say? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. No. Do you remember what Kyle said? I do. You asked what a will was. Oh, yeah. So that was awkward. And then a second later, Adam says, "What's whatever that is. <laughs> so neither of you knew what it was. I, I thought mean, we're both around the same age, so, like, yeah, yeah. Like do you know what GoBots are? Gobert bots. <laughs> GoBots. Uh, Bev told him to go play with GoBots, or he said they're not toy robots; they're GoBots. <laughs> you know what Transformers are? Yeah. They're like the cheap ripoff of Transformers. All right, I didn't know what those were, but my sister and I did not play with robots, GoBots, or anything bots. <laughs> play with dolls. <laughs> they're like uh, in ways you can relate. Remember, we bought those baseball cards that didn't have team logos. Yeah. Like oh. what were the Donruss or? Yeah. They're like those, GoBots, and Transformers are like they're, tops. They're like the ripoff. Exactly. Like because like it had the same, and I got uh, it said Mike Stanton, but a Giancarlo Stanton card. It had him on the Marlins because he didn't play for the Yankees going into that year, and it had his name like erased, and it they changed like the logo. Well, they didn't even they took off the logo, and they made it say that he was New York Yankees, Mike's. John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> well, that essentially wraps up the Adam Pop storyline for this episode. Uh, I think they did a great job establishing that these two are best friends. Definitely. Right? Great job there. Um, you had two grandfathers. Yeah. That you were close to. Right. Would they take you to diners? and? No, which is interesting. I was going to say it's a different time, but we're talking about the same time. Um, no. I think that that this sounds like it was a unique relationship, and that's what they're trying to show. 
Yeah, mine would either probably, I didn't have a, you know, when I was, what, six, one moved to Florida. He enjoyed the bars, so I don't think he would take me to the bar. <laughs> and then the other one would just be on the couch smoking all day. So I don't think <laughs> we hung out all that much. Um, I did hang out with Hazel quite a bit, though. Crickets? Crickets? <laughs> That was my grandmother. From there, we get Barry and uh, Murray sharing a father-son moment at the impound lot. This is where Murray starts to be affectionate and says, you're not a moron all the time. Like, he was like, I'll never drive again. I'm so bad. at." And then he was, like, feeling sad for himself. And then Murray kind of wanted him, like, it was his birthday. He was he wanted Barry to eventually learn how to drive, and he kind of wanted right. Barry to, like, not really give up. Right, right. And they drove home, and what did they sing? I forget. I can't fight this feeling Oh, yeah, anymore. I remember. And Murray, I well, at first, what I started Murray, fighting for. Okay. At first, Murray, like, Your mom's a good he singer. was first singing it, and then he wanted Barry to sing, and Barry was like, no. And then they just kept on, and then Barry started singing. Do you think Mom cried at this point when the song came on? <laughs> a I million think, times I really before. think she did. I might have. This song, Ario Speedwagon, so many songs from Ario Speedwagon or Chicago. It's that, you know, it's almost the music that you'd hear in romantic comedies that I just love. And Sorry, I, go ahead. No, I think that that music can bring us all back, whether you love the song or not. It brings you back to a time. And so they do a wonderful job in this episode and then in episodes to come on bringing you back to a place and in songs not necessarily this one I, i've heard ario speedwagon through the years but there's some other ones that will come up that i'm like wow i forgot that song existed it was like a one-hit wonder and it'll come up and it'll make me smile you can bet that mom's gonna cry at least once an episode and it's when the song plays at, at least end. once at an least. episode we should have a counter on this podcast <laughs> so far we're at one yeah we're, at, we're probably forgetting a few but we're at one right now and and tell you get Every time she cries at a different scene, it's another one. All right. That's how it works. We then see uh, Bev and Murray in the backyard. Bev is smelling the kids' blankets, which I would believe your mom would probably do. Um, and Adam's filming his parents without them knowing. A little creepy, no? I, I actually think that's trying to I'm set kidding. up that Adam, that's what he did as a kid. And, he, and was, he videotapes like his whole childhood. Everything that he sees, he, he'll, he'll take a video of. Yeah. Oh. And he talked about that in the beginning, how he was one of the first people on his block to have a video camera. Now, what's interesting is, okay, this, uh, this show started in 2013, but fast forward now almost, you know, to 2020. Like that, everybody has one. Right. Everybody has one. Everybody can video, but back then nobody could. Like you may have had a Kodak disc, right? Which was a camera. But other than that, you really didn't do video. And so he, I think that's what it was showing there. Not that it was creepy, but just that he no, was there. No, I'm just kidding. That he was there during intimate moments. And you could tell at this point, the show, the, the flavor of the show is really going to be Adam with the recorder, which right. evolved past that quickly. But you could tell that that's what the show was going to be about. Yeah, like that's what like you thought, oh, this show is just going to be about Adam taking video of like his family and like, everyone in his childhood and like that's what you would think after watching the first episode because when he was driving with barry he was taking video when he was at first when it, they were just beginning it at like a normal dinner where they were like fighting adam was taking videos then at that moment you just said they were taking he was taking video like right. he takes videos of everything he does he does so wrapping up the episode we see pops cutting up his license 
Uh, then he gives his keys to Erica. Puts it in her pocket. Right. That completes the circle of driving. Uh, Bev gives Barry the keys, and then he just drives the station wagon right into the garage. <laughs> and that wraps the pilot episode. Right. Well, and don't forget, the very end, what do we do? You think it's over, and you have to f- wait till the next wait till the next commercial, and what do we see? And, uh, like, a small, like, clip of something else that might have happened, and what, like, the episode's dedicated to. Right. right. Or, he always dedicates an epi- episode to someone or something, and then he's got a side-by-side, two clips, something that actually was taken from his home video, and then he's got the modern-day actors or actresses doing the same thing right yeah yeah all right so i gave you both homework i told you to watch the episode and take notes and i don't see either your notes here (laughs) so you you get an f yeah i do (laughs) i have a lot of notes you just told me not to bring it because Because you're asking me the questions and i need any notes you told me i didn't even have to take any all right my first observation was that um bev's sweaters weren't as obnoxious right as they will be and they will be and I think, what were you saying? Those are really Beverly's sweaters? Yeah, I think I read somewhere that they used a lot of her sweaters or found ones that were similar to them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Another one of my observations, Pops and Adam go to Hooters. Kyle, well, you wanted to go to Hooters there for a while. Well, when I was younger. Why did you want to go to Hooters? I just, I think I was in a place that I thought looked like Hooters and I prob- and I liked their food. If you liked their food, it wasn't Hooters. Yeah, I know. It definitely wasn't Hooters, but I probably thought it was. And I think so. You like the Christmas lights outside of them. Yeah, and I really, and I like that. And, but I feel like because, like, he, like, he could still go to the Waffle House, but, um, he could. He just feel weird that Pops thought it was Hooters was going to be something like the same thing. It was going to be something like, um, it was going to be that, that so, Hooters was going to be something like the Waffle House. It's going to have good food. They're right. going to be able to talk there. And it's like, and it, it's not. Right, right. So your takeaway from your potential Hooters visit was they had good food. And I like the Christmas lights. Oh, okay. I thought. Uh, in doing my research, they aired on a Tuesday, not a Wednesday. Right? Well, every every few seasons, they... Sometimes they change, like, sometimes it's been Tuesdays, sometimes it's been Wednesdays, sometimes it's been Thursdays. But our Wednesdays revolve around it. Now they do, but remember, we didn't start watching it when it first came out. We watched, I think, in the middle of the first season, or even it could have been the second season. So maybe it started on a Tuesday. Not sure you want to tell people that. We want people to think we're gold nerds. Oh, gold nerds, okay. Yeah, I saw there's a gold nerds podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but. I did my did my research. Well, that's another Goldberg's podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my last observation was, duh, the casting was amazing. Like everybody Definitely. on it, right? Everybody. And even t- towards the future, the casting is like great. I wonder if it's the same person that does schooled. Schooled. Uh no, I think, yeah, I think the casting is amazing. We were watching some, Kyle, remember we were watching some clips where Adam F. Goldberg was talking about how it was it was hard. People would come in and they would audition. And, and he... Like, they were all really good actors, like, really good actors, but they just, it, like, it was tough for him because that wasn't, like, 
they might be really, 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 really good actors, but, like, that's not his family. Right, yeah. Like, the mom, like, there might have been a really good mom actor that might be really good for another show, but that just right. wasn't what his mom was like. I know. I think he said, though, that Wendy is the name of the actress who plays... Beverly. Beverly. And that I think she may have been the first one, don't quote me on that, but that she just did it right. And Jeff Garland, who plays Murray, is awesome. And the kids... I mean, all of them. Barry's actor and is really good. Yeah, Yeah. what, Troy? Troy Gentile. Yeah. He's good. He's funny. He makes me laugh. uh, Adam, Sean Giambroni. Yeah, he's probably talking to me. Sean Giambroni. Yeah. And Erica, well, after the first episode, you're not going to know this, but I love... It's true to Disney form and ABC is a part of the Walt Disney Company is they will have songs that will be sung by some of the characters and Haley, um, the actress who plays Erica, has an amazing voice. In fact, I love some of the songs that I already know I love. Uh, I would almost buy the Goldberg soundtrack. I think we probably download it. it. We totally own it. At one point. Yeah, we should start playing some of those songs on here. Yeah. As we rap, maybe we'll play... uh our rap song. The Not Rewind. Rewind from the Goldberg's Rewind podcast. Kyle, you want to sign us off? Goodbye. You can do better than that. You have to have like a signature sign off. And that's... Into the mic if you're going to have one. How about we just think about one for this week and we'll come back next week with episode two. This is like a pilot for us too. We don't know. Right, we don't know. We're just testing it all out. And that's our yeah. Rewind. Right, Bye maybe for that's now. maybe that's yeah. it. Oh yeah, and that's where we run. But there's three of us. Who's gonna get to say it? Me. I think mom should say it. Why don't you say it? And that's our rewind. Re- you should say it if you're gonna say it. <laughs> and that's our rewind. Bye for now. Inside my head, just one more hit and I'll be dead. I can jump and charge ahead.